the incredible thing about music is that it can add so much to a film, to a speech, to a trailer, to a moment, to a podcast. You see, I could say anything, anything at all, and it would sound absolutely, positively brilliant. And you would think it's the most epic thing you've ever heard in your life. That is the power of music. Hiya. Hello. Hi. Hola. Bongiorno. Bongiorno. <laughs> You're listening to A Couple Thoughts. What do, you, what do you got there? What are you drinking? I'm drinking Simple Truth Organic Seltzer Water Pineapple Naturally Flavored with Other Natural Flavors. <laughs> really that's like very vague like i feel like they're trying to hide other natural flavors trying to hide something then it's naturally flavored with other natural flavors interesting our topic today is we're talking about music as you heard from the intro our different little intro there yeah Mm -hmm. the power of music awesome uses for music why music's awesome um stories from our life in that involved music and we're going to share some of our favorite music and places to listen to some of our favorite music it's just going to be just a musical extravaganza does that mm-hmm. mean we'll bust out in song and dance most likely most likely yeah it's interesting because we kind of have both sides of the music covered because you're a gifted musician and i am a gifted listener to music <laughs> <laughs> that is very very true <laughs> You have a quote about that, don't you? I'd love to hear it. Oh my gosh, I do have a quote about that. I thought I was ready too. Did I save it? Hold on, you guys. I think I saved it. So I've always said, people, when they like meet Chris, they always assume that I'm a musician. And um, I always have to break the news to them that no, I don't sing. No, I'm not good at any instruments. But I love music. And ever since I was a kid, I could like listen, watch a movie especially. And I could... Just watch the movie, and then I could hear a song from the movie, and I could tell you exactly where in the movie that played and stuff like that. And um, I'm still like that. And music, if it's on, I will be listening to it. I will hear it. And um, so I really love it. It's so really I, hilarious. Sometimes we're in the grocery store, and I'm sitting here trying to like, so what do we buy? And you're, and you're sitting there zombied out. I'm like, what are you doing? It's my song. What? <laughs> I don't even hear music. You don't hear that? Like, oh, they mean that faint little sound from that broken speaker, you know? 10 feet up? Yeah. It's you too. <laughs> okay. It calls to me. I must hear it. So, uh, so yeah, I'm a professional <laughs> professional listener of music. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I found this quote the other day that's to, that basically was a quote about me because I'm like, look, if everyone was a great musician, there'd be no one to appreciate the great music that all you wonderful musicians create. So just so you know, I'm that person. I'm here for you. I'm here to appreciate your wonderful music. So Aaron Copeland who is a composer, said, When I speak of the gifted listener, I am thinking of the non-musician primarily, of the listener who intends to retain his amateur status. It is the thought of just such a listener that excites the composer in me. And I was like, wow, that's what I always said, is I felt like I'm there to, to listen and appreciate it. I'm like, that's me. That's me, Aaron Copeland. That's me. Anyway. Very cool. Yeah. So how many of you out there are professional listeners? And then how many are musicians? Show of hands. No, I'm kidding. Show of hands. (laughs) 
I already know that music is awesome, but I was just kind of having fun reading blogs and reading um, like chat rooms and stuff where people were talking about what music is meant to them, <clears throat> what music does for them. And scientific chat rooms is it? I don't, chat what rooms they, exist? What are they called? Message board? What are they? You're talking called? about forums. Forums. That's it. <laughs> It's interesting how like little babies and kids, no one teaches them what music should make them do really, but they feel it and they mm. move to it and they like legitimate music. That's why we expose our child to all forms of music. All forms. And as you'll learn about us, we love all forms of music. Except maybe two exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there is good rap out there. Yeah. But just generally the popular stuff is, you know, poop. So it's you. We easily can say, "Oh, we don't like rap," but really, we just like music. So no matter the genre, whether it be rap or country, when there's a good one, mm-hmm. it's good. And we do like lyrics, and we've heard like yeah. when a lyricist can rap it, it's so good. And there's even some good country songs. Well, and actually, I wasn't even thinking of rap. <laughs> what were you thinking of? <laughs> I don't want to say now. What? <laughs> Surely not. I was thinking, well, you know, Christian music. Oh. <laughs> Well, what did you? Oh, think, oh, you guys gonna say like screamo or metal? Or I something? don't listen to screamo. <laughs> it's metal, okay. She keeps calling it screamo. Screamo is kids who are angsty and don't know what to do in life, and they just make noisy music. True metal. <laughs> True metal is lyrically great, musically great, big musically great. There. Um, that I can I can give you that. And powerful and passionate. I just like to know what they're saying. That's all. That's true. I can give you that. Yeah. But you you learn to to uh, translate the whoa. Yeah, like one of his bands I used to love because it started with this really long <clears throat> uh, instrumental like intro, and I loved that part. And then when he starts singing, I'd skip. <laughs> so I had, like a good like minute and a half. I'm like, this is a great song. And then I'm like, oh, here's that guy, and then skip. His name is Bruce, <laughs> and he's from the band Living Sacrifice, one of the greatest bands of all time. Just saying. Which I'm sure we're going to hear more about later. Yes, yes. Okay. But first, let's, let's talk more about how great music is and why it's great. Yes. So um, music is very universal in that it can move people without words. We can hear music from Japan that moves us with no words. They can hopefully hear music from America that moves them. I mean, it's just and we hear old songs back before there even were words. And you could tell when a song had a like sad feeling when it has a happy feeling with no words like that's pretty that's pretty incredible that's so weird that like i don't know it still blows my mind that music can move you emotionally like what the heck is that like how is how i know like how does it move that's just insane universal language it's so cool it's so cool um also I this I just know I think is a scientific fact as well. But if you put if you need to learn something or memorize something, if you put it to music, you remember it much better. Which oh, makes yeah. sense because how many of us remember the theme song of Fresh Prince of Bel Air? How many remember Coolio's Gangsters Paradise? <laughs> Come on, man! I tell you, yeah. When as I walk music, through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. But I. We said That's good we, stuff. we couldn't guarantee we wouldn't bust out in song. You have to. Um, so also, I was reading how someone said in the chat room about um, 
they said they just made a joke like if you're out of ibuprofen or something for that headache just put on a good song and it helps release the dopamine that can help you know you feel better and i do remember one time i was really sick with i don't know if it was the flu or like a 24-hour bug or something but my song at the time it was called pm's love thing and it is instrumental and it's very just kind of it just builds and it's a very positive feeling song and i remember Chris helped me surround my ears with that song and I just played it. And for like the 10 minutes I had it going, I felt so much better. Like I just felt so awful. No medicine was working. And I didn't even know that. Like I didn't know that's a thing. But it was cool when I was reading that. I'm like, hey, I've used music to physically feel better, which is kind of cool. People who struggle with depression, they said a lot of times music helped get them out of that depression. One reason is because it, it is a unifier um, when you f- hear someone singing about something that you've gone through, it, it mm-hmm. just shows you that you're not alone and that people who struggle with maybe loneliness or even just that isolation, it makes them feel like they're part of something, mm-hmm. they're together. Which is another cool thing, I think, of good metal bands. Um, they understand that. They understand by good, I mean ones that are about, you know, sing about positive things. Um they understand that your audience is usually younger and a lot of times depressed youths mm-hmm. and they sing about that kind of stuff whereas you'll think about oh why is that music so angry or why is that music so sad but it's exactly what you said they're relating to their audience and their well a lot of the bands i listen to show them a way out the hope mm-hmm. there's um I think I was reading, yeah, different, like, people who are more athletes listen to more, like, pop culture music, hip-hop music, more upbeat music to really get them going. And, like, different types of people listen to certain things to motivate them, which is really funny because when I work out, when I used to work out and jog, (laughs) was the thing I used to do, um, my playlist, you would be like, what is this? But it moved me. Lots of very... Kind of like that song you heard in the beginning. Lots of inspiring, like, soundtracks. And then I remember for a while, outro, which I put in the playlist that we'll tell you about later. Outro by, was it M83? Yeah. For some reason, I just, that would build. And when it would get going, oh, man, I would just, like, I would just start jogging even harder. And music (laughs) just helped, like, help me push myself. But it wasn't music that most, like, athletes are listening (laughs) to. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that? Like, that is not going to help me do anything. Uh -uh. Like, I need to feel like I'm running towards an epic sunset. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, the more the angry, fun ones, I, I can see how that could be used that way. Mm-hmm. So my example of that is 21 Pilots, because I never really, I don't know. They, I thought 21 Pilots was kind of like, yeah, for young people. And when you listen to it, it definitely is appealing to that same crowd like you were talking about, like kids who struggle with depression, kids who are suicidal. So I became a really big fan of Tony Violets. And I was wearing my, this is to go along with what we were saying earlier about it's a great unifier and brings people together. I was just wearing a 21 Pilots shirt and I was jamming to 21 Pilots as I was pulling into the TJ Mike's parking lot. And I had my window rolled down. And there was a young girl with like her her mother, or, yeah, I think she was with her mom. And the little girl, like, I, I say little girl, everyone's, anyone under 30 is little to me. Okay, she was maybe like 17, irrelevant. So she turns towards the car really fast as I'm parking and I she like points at the car and like waves and I like wave back to her and it was like this acknowledgement of awesome I heard your song and I'm like oh cool she heard it isn't that great and you always, you know you secretly those people you know who you are when you're jamming your music loud 
you don't want to be the annoying person, but at the same time, you are kind of hoping people are hearing what you're playing because it's just so darn good. <laughs> anyway, even though half the time when they pass I'm me, I'm, I'm like, it sucks. Well, yeah, and so am I. So am I. So I like it when it's music I like. When it's not music I like, I roll my eyes. Totally hypocritical. So anyway, I go about my business. I go in TJ Maxx, and I'm shopping around. And the young girl came into TJ Maxx, found me, and was like, hey, I just wanted to say, I love your shirt, I love 21 Pilots, and I just wanted to say hi. She came all the way back in the store, found me with my little 21 Pilots shirt on, and we had a whole conversation, we became friends on Twitter. True story. So I'm like, it does really bring people together, and I, I personally think that 21 Pilots has a really, really um, overall kind fan following. I'm just saying, I might be biased. Hmm. I've noticed that. So, um, cool story. So we, hopefully you guys relate to this. We were taking a road trip and we were like, huh, we need to, what should we listen to? I don't know, some new music. Okay, let's try to find something. So we opened up Spotify and they have these <clears throat> auto playlists of like top 100 of the world, top 100 of the US for that week or whatever. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have ever listened to these or listened to popular music, God help you. But we <laughs> hit play on the, on the, um, playlist i think it was top 100 of the world or us i think we went through both of them and no lie two three seconds five seconds ten seconds max we're skipping songs left and right because these songs are just utter i mean i couldn't do it i don't have words i wish i could make music to explain the emotional turmoil <laughs> I went through. Because there's no other way to communicate. No other terrible. way to communicate how terrible how this music was. How disappointing the world was how at dis- that moment. <laughs> exactly. Don't listen to popular music, people. There's so much good music out there. Anyways, we're going through it, going through it, going through it. We're like, surely we can find something that's good. Like, nothing. We went through all things. It was top 100 of the world, top 100 of U.S. And um, one out of all those was stressed, stressed out, out mm-hmm. by Twin Pilots. And I remember we're skipping, and then skipping, and skipping. Da-da-da. Wait, what is this? Let me think. And I right away I was like, what is it? What is this, you know, drum and bass thing? Okay, it's kind of groovy. It's like, ba-doom, ba-doom. You know, I'm like, okay, this is this is kind of groovy. Okay. But, you know, I don't, I don't trust it. Keeps going. Okay. This is all right. Keeps going. Okay, those lyrics are pretty good. Okay, that's a nice hook. <laughs> Alright, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. So the song's over and we're like, that was pretty good. Now we'll give him a shot. So we hit the album and listen to Blurry Face, which is the album. From top to bottom. I don't think we spoke a word the whole time except for like what is happening, what is happening right now. <laughs> and it was one of the greatest audio experiences of my entire life. That album is really, really great. It's extremely creative. The lyrics are super deep. The drummer's really good. And yeah, so it was like change genres mid song. Yeah, like you just felt like you just went on a musical adventure. Like what did I just experience? Yeah, it was super it was so amazing, cool. and I had no idea who the like literally no idea no who idea. these guys were. Yeah. I was like, Twenty One Pilots. It sounds like some stupid punk band from the early nineties. Anyway, so then uh, by the end of the song, I remember I was pulling into the gas station right when the last song ends. It's called Goner, and it ends with this passionate cry. And you're like, man. And we looked at each other. We were just like, what the heck was that? That was in a crazy awesome journey. So anyways, that's how I fell in love with them. You guys should listen to Blurry Face. And that's another point I wanted to make is it's rare these days, ever since iTunes came out, I love iTunes, I love Apple, but 
Ever since iTunes came out and the ability to buy a song came out, we've lost the beauty of making a collective album mm. where you can listen from start to finish and go through an audio journey. There's still ones out there that do this well, or even like where tracks transition into each other. Um, but that that art form is, is, is rare nowadays when it used to be like the thing because you'd buy a CD and you'd listen to it. You know, now you just buy your favorite song or buy the one single you, mm-hmm. the man tells you to buy and then and then yeah it horrible. used to be like a fun surprise because i i was the one who was guilty of buying it because of the song but then i'd play the whole cd and then sometimes the other songs ended up being more of my favorite than mm-hmm. the main one they were famous for mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. it was always fun when that happened but yeah a band called hope for the dying does that very well but we'll move on <laughs> nice i'm just gonna throw a couple more quotes at you yeah. And then we'll get into some more, some more of what, what music has meant to us. Um, so I love Ludwig van Beethoven. Maybe you've heard him. He says, what I have in my heart and soul must find a way out. That's the reason for music. I could see that. Mm-hmm. So good. Sometimes, like, well, I'll get there, but <clears throat> I don't write music too much. I f- sometimes I feel like I wish I could write music better. Because I, I do feel that, what, what my buddy Led, Ludwig's talking about. Like, oh, I have this emotion or this passion about a subject, you know. So I'm sing about it or write about it or just mm-hmm. play. Or, so I'll just get on the set and just and jam and drums and that helps. But when I find artists who do do this well, um, it's awesome when you just listen to it. And then, it, like we've been talking about, yeah, just it helps you with your emotional journeys and gets everything out from your soul, you know, like mm-hmm. Less Friction's song, Torture, oh my gosh, so good, but we'll get there, okay. I mean, just picture this, you're driving down the road on a beautiful day, windows roll down, you're jamming your favorite tune as loud as you can, like, those moments, they just don't, it doesn't get better than that, Mm-mm. and like, music attached to memories is insane, oh it's, my gosh. it's similar to like the smells, like when, when you get a smell, you're like, what is that, what is that, oh my gosh. Music, man, it can transport you. And I saw a really sweet little, like, video. They come up a lot on Facebook and stuff. But, like, a, a person in a nursing home. And they put on, like, songs that were, like, from this man's era. And it just, like, you saw, like, light come back in his eyes. And, you know, things like that. Like, it it, it can, it really can transform how you feel. Which I is remember. so cool. Oh, yeah, this is true. True story. Um, my dad <clears throat> was... You know, he grew up in the 40s and 50s, um, and of course he loved all those great bands, especially like the old time country, and then also like Elvis, and anyways, all the good ones from back in the day, even a lot I haven't even heard of. And I remember it was probably around, remember when iTunes came out and like YouTube was coming around, and uh, I think it was YouTube, yeah, YouTube was coming around, and people started, you know, uploading music like crazy on YouTube. And I was like, you know what? Hey, Dad, who's a band you haven't heard in, like, ages? And he's like, uh, such and such. Well, what, what name a song? Uh, this song. And I played it, and he's like, what the? And then he heard it, and just like that, he's like, I haven't heard this song in 40 years, 50 or whatever. Oh, it's like, gosh. This is amazing. And I remember it was an awesome moment in my life. We sat there for, it had to been two hours or more, and just, he'd name another song, I'd play it, and we'd jam it. He'd name another song, and he's just completely blown away that he's going to be able to hear his favorite songs that, you can hear before. So I have another qu- quote I got to read from uh, Bono of U2 because that's 
I have strong memories attached to you too, so this is a good segue into some of those. He says, music can change the world because it can change people. And I'm like, I mean, that could sound like, eh, whatever. But it does kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked before in our last podcast about the power of, we touched a little bit on the power of art and how sometimes art can accomplish more than politics can or mm-hmm. all of that stuff, policy making. It can really move the hearts of people. And it can do it in a negative way. Like, mm-hmm. I do think that music is such a powerful tool. Like, it's huge. I mean, it's huge to God, which is one reason why I think it can be used for such good and why it can be used for such evil, too. Like, there's mm-hmm. also music that is so evil, and it gets straight to your soul. That's the thing. I remember, again, mm-hmm. gosh, I but we butcher so many quotes. But someone was talking about how it is the thing that almost, it almost, like, skips all of your walls or whatever and go straight to the heart like music can just skip all that and go straight there so so if someone tells you hey go murder cheat and steal because it's fun yeah they're gonna be like no but if you put in a really cool song murder cheat steal mm-hmm. whatever then yeah. it's like it gets to you and if all the music you're listening to is around that same theme of things that are really negative i'm sure it would it would have an influence mm-hmm. on you mm-hmm. for sure um I forgot this one. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Last quote I'm going to share anyway. Chris might have some more. But uh, back to Ludwig. He was saying, music is a higher revelation than all wisdom and philosophy. Music is the electric soil in which the spirit lives, thinks, and invents. And as much as I love wisdom and philosophy, and I really do, I I think his point is what's really cool, is -hmm. is what we were just kind of saying, that the power of music, as it were, how it, it it can transform and how it can impact your life so much yeah so true story just preparing for this podcast because you know we were just looking at you know what 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 can we share um more than just like here's our favorites even though that's always just kind of fun but i was looking at i mean there's literally millions of no not millions thousands of songs that i absolutely love and there's no way i can show you all of them (laughs) but i was trying to think of just a few to touch on just a few and even just doing that listening to some of the songs and sitting there hanging out with my child and some of the songs were just so moving. Like I was moved to tears just sitting there, like, like knowing that we were going to talk about music and how awesome it is Mm -hmm. and hearing these songs. It's like, man, music's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. It's as if it's really awesome. So should we get into a couple of our favorite, or do you want to talk more about what music has, has meant to you? And then I'll get into because my stories come up as I'm talking about these different genres because there's so many, mm-hmm. so many things. Um, let's see. So I remember growing up, my mom loved music. My brother and I are the only one in my family who play music. So they're like, "Oh, it started with you guys," but I don't know. My mom loves music just like you do, mm-hmm. and uh, I secretly think she could have played music if she tried, hmm. but. I digress. Um, she, so yeah, I think my my love for music came from her love for music. I remember she'd be playing records. Um, the Carpenters, Michael Jackson, Jackson 5. She actually saw the Jackson 5 live. I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, anyways, lots of, lots of nice 60s <clears throat> bands and, uh, Oldies, as they called them. I don't know what are oldies nowadays, but back then, oldies are 50s and 60s. And that's kind of. We grew up on the oldies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I just fell in love with this music, and my mom would just turn it up 
to 11 and just be cleaning the house, singing on top of her lungs while, like, I just remember sitting on the floor, you know, playing with my G.I. Joes or whatnot. And that kind of just, you know, impacted me. And so that's what I do today. I jam out music while I clean the house and then sing on the top of my lungs. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I think just this morning, uh, you were making the grocery list and I just turned up music full volume and. Me and our child were dancing around and just going crazy to, I believe it was A.R. Rahman's soundtrack for Lagam. Nice. Um, you guys should listen to that. I threw one of those in the uh, playlist. Nice. So yeah, uh, All AR l- large range of music we, we love to jam, jam to. Because again, we just love music. I encourage you guys, don't pick a genre. Don't say I love these genres. Just love music. No matter the genre, if a song is good, it's good. If a song touches you, it touches you, you know? So, I mean... And don't let the radio decide for you. Please. I, I'm... I'm. Chris is the musician, so sometimes I like a couple of the songs on the radio. It doesn't happen often. So I'm with you there. If, you know, your commute to work or whatever, you're used to doing that. I'm not saying there's never a good song, because Stressed Out and Ride were tops for a while, and Heathen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it can happen. I still like, I love Adele's voice. There's a couple of hers here and there that, you know, they have talent. Even if the music's a little weak, she's talented. That, I think but that's I'm what like, hurts me the most is that these musicians and singers that are on the radio are talented. Yeah. But they're just wasted because the songwriting themselves is just horrid. Kind of lazy. Lazy and cookie cutter. Yeah. So so you might find one or two on the radio that's good, but yeah, like... Chris and I would definitely encourage you to. Now with the beauty of Spotify and YouTube, you could just you find no anything. Yeah, you can yeah. find anything, and and just go go wild and share. Uh, when you find something, share with the world. Spread the word of good music that's out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, <clears throat> I uh, started playing music a little late. You'd think if I loved music, we'd start earlier. But my brother and I didn't really start till I was about fourteen. That means he was probably what sixteen, seventeen, and. uh my mom had a guitar for a while, but she would never let us touch it. She probably regrets that now. <laughs> um, but eventually my brother was old enough and he was like, you know, um, we should get into music. So we started jamming out to music and stuff. And then I remember I wanted a drum set. I was on the bus going to school and I had my CD player. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved CD players because I was like, I'm I'm done with fast forwarding. So I can awesome. skip to songs. Totally. And I remember I had The Offspring on, and it was the song, forgive me, not, I don't condone this song, but it was called Genocide. <laughs> and it starts out with a drum beat. And I remember trying to play it on my lap. I remember I could memorize it, and I played it on my lap. It was a specific light bulb moment in my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a drummer. <laughs> so I went home, I was like, Mom, I want a drum set. No lie. My brother got a drum set. Wow. I was like, really? So then in my angsty teen self, I was like, fine, I want a guitar. So my mom's like, okay. And I remember we went to the pawn shop, picked a guitar, and layaway, and then eventually got the guitar. But then, uh, guess what? I broke my arm. So I broke my arm, and I had it in the cast, and I couldn't play the guitar. But then we just started our band. <laughs> like, dang it. What am I supposed to do now? So I was like, well, I mean, with a drum set in the house, of course, I was beating on it. So... My brother Paul was like, well, I'll just get on the drum set. I'll get on the guitar, and we'll just play around. And there started my drum career. Did you stick the stick? like? In I the- stuck the stick in my cast because, <laughs> you know, it it was good enough to hit the snare. 
and then I played drums, and then our band kind of, our band had some stupid names, but Punked was one of them. This is... Not like Punked, like Ashton Kutcher, it was Punked like a <laughs> T or something, like Punked with a T. I don't even know. It, it was stupid. <laughs> so then we ended up being, um, playing, I played drums, and that's how, my, how I started playing drums, around 14 years old, and then around 16 years old, I started playing in the youth group band, um, my brother as well. Uh, that's a long story there, but I can share that sometime. And then, um, so I'm grateful that I never fell into the trap of being a cliche drummer or a drummer that didn't really write drums. I wasn't really involved in like music in school or had any other musician friends. We just listened to music that we found. And I think that helped me not become a radio drummer, if you will, which I have, I could rant on all day about radio drummers and <laughs> drummers in general, even the popular ones. Um, you know, when they say, oh, who's your favorite drummer? I admit a lot of times people will be like, oh, you, of course, this guy or this guy, or that guy. I'm like, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> like, oh, how do you not know this drummer? If you're a drummer, you got to know this drummer. I'm like, okay. So then I YouTube him and, I, and they're just some sweaty old guy on the drum set beating away like, the most boring thing. What's with drum solos? <laughs> they beat, uh, like, is it, it's, it's supposed to be a drum solo, not how fast can I hit the snare solo with a few cymbals here and there. Like, talk about boring. Drum solos are s- really boring. You want to know a good drum solo? Lester, dang it. Uh, he, was the pil- he was the drummer for Pillar, and now he drums for a bunch of popular bands. His name's Lester. His dad was a drummer. He's amazing. If you want to look at a good drum solo, look up that guy on YouTube. Um, anyways, so I'm thankful that I never got into... I I had always had a forefront in my mind that drums was an instrument where you can write with, not just, you know, back up a singer, which is unfortunately why I don't really like um, 70s rock or even like back in the day 70s metal because... It's guitar music, I'll admit. If you're a guitar player, that that music is awesome for you. But if you're a drummer, golly, that music is super boring. <laughs> and uh, it's not that great. I was writing music, and then in the band I was in, in the youth group band, we, we started writing original music, and that was fantastic for me. I loved writing drums. Writing drums is, like, it's so fun. And we ended up going full-time from 2002 on... I left in 08, so it was a good long while. I spent most of my 20s basically full-time musician writing drums writing songs traveling and touring and it was fantastic so drums are a huge part of my life and so is music mm-hmm. and writing music there you go there's my foundation <laughs> and we we were a christian uh i don't want to say christian band because it has a negative, negative connotation <laughs> to us but which i used that to lead to our next thing because you mentioned earlier how one of your quote-unquote worst or one of your quote-unquote uh, genres you don't like is Christian. But I'm like, that shouldn't be a genre. But that's the problem with it, mm. is that it's a genre. Mm-hmm. So, guys, look up this YouTube video. His name is Josh Keefe, K-E-E-F-E. He made a video talking about Christian music. And I agree with it 99.9%. Probably 100, I just don't remember exactly everything he said. But one of the things he said, which is 
the topic I want to bring up just for a little bit here is, he said, Christian music, when he looks at Christian music, he doesn't see a ministry. He sees an industry. And I've been saying that for ages because the band I was in is called Radiant Worship. I loved us because we, me and my brother had like heavy metal backgrounds. We were drum and bass. Our lead guy had like guitar and like that 70s kind of guitar and U2 type feel. Then we had like a classical singer and, and piano player. Then we had other singers and, and then a guitar player. Anyways, we all had different, we all grew up differently, loving different music. But we came together and wrote music together and it was extremely unique. There was mm-hmm. no one like us. Yeah. And still to this day, there's no one really like us. I mean... Like he says, it doesn't see a ministry, he sees an industry. It became, it's one of the saddest things to see is all these great musicians and singers just now doing it for money again. Not that doing it for money is bad, but when you can't say you're doing it for God and then do it for money because it's really obvious. Yeah. Especially the worship music. Like, since when are music videos for worship music a good thing? Like, it feels really weird. Sometimes I'm watching this video, I'm like... You realize we're watching a like a music video for a word. Like I don't want to see people worship. This is weird. Like it's such a personal. It's music. It's like music is supposed to be listened to, not watched, and especially worship music. Like I love a good music video, but for worship, it's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Music videos are awesome. Mute math. Mute math. Music videos. Look them up. Gosh, dare you to move the original one? Anyway, go ahead. Mute (laughs) math. Anyways, so worship Christian worship music videos, please. Why? No more hanging lights. No from more wires. hanging lights. Acoustic guitars with the wood paneling, and then now they're throwing in worshippers in there to make you feel more organic and more uh. natural. It's like seriously, no one wants to watch that. You know what's not organic? This music video. Seriously. <laughs> of you worshiping. Like I don't want to see. All that. up in your face, all personal. Yeah, golly. <laughs> but then I'm trying to worship God here. And then like, it. and then they get to the big concerts. Not not just the concerts, but the music video for the concerts and the lights and the spotlights and the. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, watch that video. He also says something else, which I want to get to about the Christian music. Um, he doesn't see creativity. He sees conformity. Mm. And that's, like I said earlier, the band that I was in, I have a band with my brother, and then the band we, we were in full-time. We are extremely, we try really hard to be creative and really be intentional with our instruments. Each of us loved our instrument. And we wrote with our instrument and became a unit mm-hmm. and writing writing music that didn't have a specific structure. We didn't have regulations on what worked and what didn't work or any of that kind of stuff. And even if we tried to dabble in that, we even felt that, oh, this isn't right. It's not the way it should be, mm-hmm. you know? Because I remember for a while we tried to, quote unquote, write music that would work on a Sunday morning people can sing along to. And it's funny because we made a whole album with that in mind, but that album's still super creative and awesome because we can't. <laughs> we tried. We're like, oh, let's make simpler songs. We just can't. But anyways, so please, if you're Christian, any musician, please be creative. Think out of the box. Don't sell yourself. If you're going to make money with music, well, for one, good luck. <laughs> But it's just do it. Just 
I can't even know. I, don't even know what I know. Say. What he's trying to say is. What am I trying to say here? <laughs> a lot of times there'll be a really popular. Like one of the best examples was Mumford and Sons. We love Mumford and yes. Sons. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then there started. was like a Christian version of Mumford and Sons. That's exactly. Okay. What I'm you have about. an awesome rapper, right? And mm-hmm. then we have like the Christian version rapper, which actually back in the day there was some really good Christian rap who were just themselves. But, but now yeah, they're the sounding like someone else. Or yeah, there's always like there's the Christian version of someone who's the already out there. Same thing in movies. We don't need Christian versions of things. Yeah. We need. We yeah. need Christians making music, Christians making movies, but you don't have exactly. to make the Christian version of yeah, this Yeah, that thing. annoyed me the most whenever that Mumford & Son band came around. That's all right. We don't need to drop the name, though. I need to drop their name. Don't but do it. Anyways, you don't have to do it. They that's know. That's super nice. And then, yeah. <laughs> anyways, if you watch that video, it makes these points clearer and better, but it's just, it hurts me. And then I got to talk about the drummers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Christian drummers, please. Oh, my gosh. Please, play something else. I'm guaranteed it's gonna be doomed, do doom, 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 every song. Stop it. And if you don't know what he's talking about, as the other listener, here's what we're asking you to do: don't sing the same thing a thousand times in a row. That's it. We just we like. Oh, my favorite was always when people worried that like, well, we can't sing a song that's too complicated. We don't. And I always wondered why not, or if it didn't, if the projectors broke down or something, and you couldn't put the words up there. Oh my goodness! Like suddenly the, people can't understand over. what you've said. Like, I'm like, I don't need to already know the song to be moved by the song. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's probably quite the opposite. If I'm hearing the same dribble over and over and over, I'm gonna tune out at some point. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm the person who I love the lyrics and the music, and you're gonna keep me much more engaged in a part of this, which is why actually the old school hymns. We got to give them credit. They were they were mm-hmm. really pretty. They were really interesting lyrically. They were so cool. They presented awesome biblical thoughts, mm-hmm. and they didn't just say, "I love you, Lord. You're the light of my life. No, you d- are the Lamb who was slain." I you dare the- any <laughs> Christian songwriter out there to write a song without the word "lift," "higher," "grace," "mercy." Um, your love. Love. Um, amazing. Um, I could just go on. But, but we do have we do have a lot of awesome Christian artists that we do like. That's the that's the that we that's can the beauty recommend. Of it. They're yeah. actually out there. They are out there. But yeah. of course, just like any other industry, the Christian music industry and the Christian radio industry only plays the same crap over and over, and it's all crap. Didn't Blimey Cow also do a great video about this? Blimey Cow. Yes. He did a really good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. talking yeah. about how to write a Christian song. I think it yeah, was. that one's funny too. If you want to see what we're talking about with some funny visuals, mm-hmm. then yeah, that one's good. So Christians, step it up. Yeah, be creative. Think out of the box. My parents really, really liked music too, a whole lot. Um, but so I grew up actually listening to a lot of oldies as well. And and I will say that like classic country, like back in the day country, I could handle because that's actually some of it can, is pretty good. And and you know, my dad loved it, and so I loved it. So they loved music, but one of my biggest influences, though, I think as far as my musical taste, was my brother Shane. He, I basically just listened to whatever he had on hand. Like, I did love Disney movies and all that, so I would always be trying to find songs from soundtracks ever since I was little. And now they actually sell them, and you can find them easier, but back then it was very hard. But I would search, so I got them. But Shane introduced me to a lot of just, you know, bands, so that's why I love you too, Depeche Mode, Cranberries. You can guess what era we're in here, folks. <laughs> Late 80s early 90s and I remember um you know how we talk about memories are are 
when music's attached to memory, it's just like it can transport you so vividly. And one of the most, I think, memorable moments of my life was a road trip that I took with my brother um, back in the day in California up Pacific Coast Highway. And we would be jamming out to lots of songs. I had some of my songs, tapes. I think we still had some tapes back then because his car was old. Mm. And I can still hear those songs, and that's one reason why I love U2 so much because we listen to a lot of U2, specifically uh, the best of U2, 1980 to 1990. I got that CD, and that, I mean, I could listen to that whole CD. And that was kind of one of my, you know, I'm instantly back to that road trip. But we listened to a lot of stuff. In fact, Shane used to send me tapes in the mail because he was still going to school to, col- in, to college in California and we lived in Texas so we had to we'd write and stuff and he would send me awesome tapes and so that also was another reason Shane was a huge influencer to the music I loved because he'd send these awesome collections of like some really fun ones some really weird ones like scroll nut zippers and what was another really goofy one but then like pink martini and did you say squirrel nut zippers squirrel nut zippers it's a real band and they were awesome oh and what yeah, pink was martini is pretty good yeah and who's the one who did minimum wage oh they might be giants so he'd send me wacky stuff and then for a while when like ska was a big deal there's occasionally ska but then just like great 80s great things from the 90s really good ones musical ones there's one i still can't find that drives me crazy because i want to find it but it was a muse it was instrumental so i couldn't find it Anyway, and then like Frank Sinatra would be on them. Just great collections. Wasn't there one they eventually used in Natural Libre? Not Natural Libre. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. No, that one was from a trailer from before my VHS Ferris Bueller. I always loved that song, and I was always going to use it in a movie. And it was from the She's Having a Baby trailer back in the 80s. But then Napoleon Dynamite used it before (laughs) me, and I did put that song in the playlist, so don't worry. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, um, on my Spotify, I also have a playlist called The Shane Tapes. Which, I, not all the songs that he added on the tapes are on Spotify yet, but I did start them. And he would always name them something cool, like there was a white one and a red one. And then there was one called Stripes. And he'd always do really cool art on them. So anyway, if you guys remember the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy at the end, when Quill gets the tape from his mom and it was like the next one. I like I know it was an emotional scene, but I extra was tearing up because I like get it. Like I get that. You know, like how special that exchange of music is and stuff. So anyway, those were always great. And I loved, I loved my Shane tapes. And um, it was really, really fun. And one thing just for fun I wanted to mention is my first CD that I ever bought. Yes. Because when you said something, that made me think of how funny this is. And then I want you guys to tell us what's the first CD or first tape. It doesn't matter however old you are, first record first mp3 i don't know how they do it now kids these days <laughs> but back in the day when we went from tapes to cds the first cd i got was alanis morissette jagged little pill do you remember your first my first cd i ever bought well i had an older brother who had a job before me so when cds came around he bought them all and i just used them nice the first cd he bought with my own money i think was spoken what remains nice their second album just still like your top well, yeah spoken is <laughs> i'm very very loyal when it comes to bands another thing i want to encourage you guys <laughs> if you like a song by someone let's put switchfoot out there if you like a song by switchfoot look check out their other songs they have fantastic music like i'll ask someone hey you like switchfoot 
Or I wear my Switchfoot shirt. Oh, cool. I like Switchfoot. Cool. What's your favorite song? Or what song do you like? Uh, Dare to Move, Meant to Live. Do you know any other songs? No. But I love Switchfoot. How do you love Switchfoot? You love those two songs. Switchfoot, no lie. I think they've released probably like six, seven, eight albums now. I've listened to all of them. I jam to all of them all the time. And there's maybe like one, possibly two that I skip. So good lyrically. Mm -hmm. So good musically. One of my favorite drummers. He is amazing. He's the perfect example of a drummer that can play something that's quote-unquote kind of radio, but extremely creative. Listen to him. He's good. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm very loyal. I've been a fan of Switchfoot for like over 10 years. Living Sacrifice. Spoken was one of my favorite uh, bands. Um, I started listening to them in like 1998. Blindside's another one. I've been a long-time listener. P.O.D. Mm. People are like, oh, I love P.O.D., but they only know Satellite. Because that's the one mm-hmm. that got on the radio. Like I picked up an Atlantic Records. They got on the radio. And then, of course, everyone was alive. Sometimes maybe with almost satellite. Mm-hmm. But, man, they've been making music since 1997. I've been fans since their brown CD. It went brown, then it went live, and then it went um, Fundamental Elements of Southtown. And anyways, Google on and on. Their music, I don't even know if there's any song I skip. Their music is amazing, and Wove, one of the greatest drummers of all time. Not only can he rock out, but he can groove like nobody's business, maybe because he's Mexican, but man, he's good. He got that rhythm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, okay, we were talking about some of our favorites, and like I said earlier, there's way too many to mention. So <laughs> some of them are more like just what are ones I've been thinking about recently. So I'm going to just... I want to break down just a few to talk about based on genre because that's kind of, you know, I guess we can't say you have to love every genre, even though, like Chris said, listen to more than one at least. But there's even a few, you know, I'm not into. But so the ones I mentioned, yeah, nostalgia, I do love a lot of the 80s. I do love 80s. I still love them. Like Mm -hmm. now there's a difference, though. There's there's (laughs) 80s metal and then there's 80s rock, right? Is that the distinguish or is it 80s alternative or something? It'd be 80s pipe. Pop, maybe yeah. Or electronic. What the Smiths are and the Cure. Oh, what are those? And Depeche Mode and whatever those guys are. That's the stuff I like, and I I, I like a lot of that. Um, modern. I mentioned Twenty One Pilots. I love Ride. Has been your song of the my song of the year for almost two years now, uh-huh. which is very. If Chris knows, because I'm kind of guilty of the the ones who love a band. I have a song of the week. I always have a song of the week. You can always ask me what's your song of the week. <laughs> what's your song of the week this week? Okay, so this week it's I Can't Stay by The Killers. I love The Killers. I love The Killers for a long time, but I somehow didn't ever know that song. And then it came up on, on one of my shuffles. And I was like, oh man. The Killers and Vampire Weekend. Yes. So no, that is not a <laughs> Halloween night. Except I do have a playlist called Vampire Killers where I put all my favorites of Vampire Weekend and The Killers in there because <laughs> those are two of my favorite bands. So yeah, as far as modern goes, they're they're way up there. Um, what, I am was a, a, what was in your birth playlist? Oh my gosh, my birth playlist. You had ride. I did have ride. I had well, I had them bro- broken down into a calming playlist, a dancing playlist. You got to do a lot of stuff in labor. I'm sorry, in case you didn't know this. Now you know. <laughs> you can have a dance party, and and then you sometimes need some some peace and calm. So and then I had like an inspirational one that had mm-hmm. some more of my soundtracks and stuff. So soundtracks. I literally, literally, as Chris Traeger, you can literally this right now. Literally? <laughs> I could probably spend an hour talking about soundtracks. Soundtracks. They are. Are the 
fluid <laughs> that I flow <laughs> on to the wonders of majesty. The poetry coming from this man. <laughs> Did you hear just ebb and flow? Okay. I do love lyrics in music, but I'm not a great lyricist. I, I love lyrics. But yes, too, but... soundtracks. So, yes, yeah, soundtracks. So, I was trying to, to talk about just a few that have stood out lately. Um, and so, one of them that I'm going to mention is On the Nature of Daylight. You probably have heard it in such films as Arrival, Shutter Island. I think it was used at the end. I believe it was also used in Stranger Than Fiction. It's shown up in a bunch of different little films. Um, very, It's a little bit more mournful, but it's still a beautiful song. And when you hear it, you know it. And man, does it add to a scene. It. Oh, I was already like crying instantly on the scene where it was used in the beginning of Arrival. Because it's just so moving. And then the song that you heard at the beginning of this podcast is called Sunshine. And it was from, what's that movie again? Sunshine. Oh, yeah, it was called Sunshine, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Sunshine, a sci-fi film from that we recently saw. And then I had to give a shout-out. Again, this is out of hundreds that I've been listening to forever. I have a soundtrack playlist, and I add to it constantly. But I wanted to give a specific shout-out to Lion soundtrack and the Village soundtrack. Because um, as far as soundtracks as a whole, there's a bunch of them. You all know I love Pride and Pride soundtrack and Mansfield Park. Those are my girly movie ones. That's the best. But Lion and the Village check out those soundtracks really really good and you know how some some soundtracks i think what's happening in the film does add like the the film and the music need each other but there are some soundtracks that are so beautiful that you you don't need the film to appreciate them and i think that um the lion or lion soundtrack which is a great film see it by the way but that's another topic and the village by directed by m night Shyamalan, mm. is very very good and then um so Yes, I do. Chris did a very good job of explaining some of the issues we take with the Christian genre, but that does not mean there aren't amazing Christian artists out there, wonderful artists. J John Foreman, of course. John Foreman's one of my favorite musicians and singers of all time. And Josh Garrels is awesome. I love Robin Mark. He's from back in the day, Revival in Belfast. I really love his stuff, and it's got kind of a Celtic feel, so that's fun. Future of Forestry is a really, really great band, and also they have a wonderful Christmas album called Advent. They oh have gosh, one or so two, good. right? I think it's two. Two, yeah. Oh my gosh, so so good. Um, all of these songs that I'm mentioning, by the way, um, I we threw I threw into a playlist that we'll tell you about at the end. And then, as far as classical, there's so many. Um, I know Chris probably can add a bunch to this because he and I both really, really love Vivaldi. Um, since we talked about Beethoven earlier, I just wrote down Piano Sonata Number 17 in D minor. That one was really good, and not one that we hear as much as his others. Um, and then, as far as just like super epic, there's a song called "Save Me" by Globus, and that song. Well, I mean, almost every song by Globus is epic, but mm -hmm talk about they they almost created their own just genre. genre cinematic amazing epic experience that you just have to just take the journey yourself so those are some of the 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 shout outs that i wanted to give but i also i need to make this playlist i haven't yet but i definitely have songs that are called unskippables Do you guys have your unskippables because there's a few that you know you're not in the mood right now so you skip it it's the same with movies. There's certain movies <laughs> totally I have strong. to be in the, the mood for, but then I have movies that no matter what or when, I will want to watch anytime. Mm -hmm. Same with songs. There's songs that, like, I'm sorry, this this is a non-skipper right here. Sometimes I think 
that's not true, but then when the song comes up, I can't skip it. Yeah, you can't skip it. I don't it. got the guts. No. No, oh. the emotional uh, strength. <laughs> no. Just don't I'm do like, it. I'm like, okay, this song's too good. I got to I got to let it go. Just I got to finish it. it. Uh-huh. Let it let it play out its thing and just yeah. Yeah. So, um some soundtracks artists that I love is uh Hans Zimmer, of course, is probably my favorite. Yes, over John Williams. John Williams has made some of the greatest themes of all time, but Hans Zimmer he makes some of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Like he also he also makes great themes, of course. But I can listen to Hans Zimmer movie soundtrack from top to bottom and enjoy every track, oh even gosh. the mid tracks. They're just so extremely creative, and he really does push the limits of creativity in film and, and creates a character. And so different. Yeah. yeah, he's he's undeniable in his gift. Ingenuity is that the right word? I think so. Ingenuity. Um, yeah, he's amazing. But yes, I'm anything from Sherlock to Kung Fu Panda mm-hmm. to Inception, which is the best, to Man of Steel, to his latest Dunkirk, etc. Fantastic guy. Lion King. And we saw him live, and it was amazing. Oh, yes, so amazing. Lion King, of course. Um, Bear McCreary is just oh, absolutely man. amazing. If you watch The Walking Dead, he makes that show. And um, he's also done other great things. I've heard Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, he, yeah. Which I've I never saw that show too. I never saw that uh, show, but and a lot of other shows. <clears throat> Fear the Walking Dead. And uh, but yeah, soundtracks are amazing. James Horner. <sighs> I sigh because he's he passed away, but he's one of my favorites of all time. Um, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time is Willow, 1983 movie starring Warwick Davis. I want to make it. Sequel, yeah, but his theme for Elora Dannon in that is one of the greatest themes of all time. And uh, anything he touches is great. Boy in the Striped Pajamas soundtrack is Mm. just emotional and wonderful. Mm. And uh, Thomas Newman, um, of course, Air Rahman, who we mentioned earlier, Mm. um, and someone you may not have heard of. His name is Mirko, he's from Germany. Well, I think he goes by M.G. Rosello, but I'm just name-dropping his name because he's working on our film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we told you guys yet, but we're making a film. We're filmmakers. And I'm in post-production of my film, and he does our first original soundtrack for a film we've done. Yeah. And he did our first original soundtrack, and it's amazing. So I'm going to name-drop his website real fast. Heck yeah. M-G hyphen R-I-Z-Z-E-L-L-O dot D-E. Must be German. So good. MG Rosello. His stuff's really good. That's why we hired him. And I can't wait to show you guys our film, which you can read uh, more about on staringatfire.com. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Plugs, plugs. <clears throat> but anyways, again, right? that music is amazing. I can't wait to show you guys. Um, some other artists. So Globus, the band she talked about earlier, they're friends with some guys named Less Friction, L-E-S Friction. I believe these are art. This is an artist that everyone should know. Less Friction, one of the greatest bands that have ever walked the earth. <laughs> They're a combo. So the, it's too long of a story, but Von Lichten and Es Postumus all came together with another guy named Evan and made this band just for the fun of it. And it's just the most epic, wonderful thing you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> and the singer, his name's Paint. He's the most greatest singer. One of the most. 
probably my top three. And anyways, listen to their music, check them out. Fantastic if you want an epic journey of musical wonder. <laughs> and I also use one of their songs in my film. Oh, they yeah. were gracious enough to let us use it, so Thank be, you. be prepared for that. Yeah. As we reach the end of this podcast, I'd like to tell you guys that I have a Spotify account, and I made a playlist, and it is called A Couple Thoughts Recommends. Hmm. And Natalie and I put a bunch of these songs that we've mentioned and a bunch of others from all genres for your listening pleasure. So yeah. I'm going to tweet it out. Natalie will tweet it out, mm-hmm. and uh, go ahead and follow that. And check out some bands. And if you happen to find a band you love or a song you love that you didn't know, let us know because that would make us happy. Yeah. And let us know what some of your favorites are. There have been many times we've done uh, Periscopes, which is basically a like a live thing where we ask for music recommendations. And we actually found a few artists that we still enjoy from doing that. So uh, if there's a name that you didn't hear that you think we would really dig, let us know because we're always open to new music. And I couldn't put all my playlists in because I've got like a ton and it would be like thousands of songs. Mm-hmm. So it's really just, I just had to, just, I tried to throw in ones that, that, yeah, that have the nostalgia to them, some that are just really epic, and then some that I hoped maybe were musicians you hadn't heard of yet to give just, yeah, a nice well-rounded variety. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a piece of paper here where I was writing my thoughts for this podcast. And I've written down like 50 other bands because I just can't stop writing down my favorite bands. <laughs> Delirious, Red, Kevin Prosh, Michael Giacchino, Andy Hunter, Melt Banana, Andrew W.K., Rajman Diodramaji, The National. Love The National. This is the bazillion. So we're so going to try to throw all these in there so you guys can check them out. Yeah. And I just kind of... The Spiritual Machines. There's some new. They're new to me. I just recently discovered them. Andrea Bocelli, Dave Barnes. Anyways, all different genres. Um, I just like to name them in case someone's like, "Hey, I know them. Hey, I know them." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, thanks for listening to this awesome music podcast, and we have some movie recommendations that have to do with music. Yes, and uh, we do apologize for forgetting the movie recommendation last. last so last this week, week we're making up for it by giving you three. <laughs> yes, we're giving you three. So, ooh, those are really good ones. Mm-hmm. Those are really good ones. You can talk about I, two of them. Okay. And I'll talk about one. Okay. Um, well, I'll talk about that when you talk about these two. Okay. Because I forgot about these two, which makes me feel horrible because they're so good. Since you thought of them, you should have the honors. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking of Coco because not only have we seen it somewhat recently and I'm a big fan and we bought the movie and it's wonderful. It's a great story. But Coco does kind of talk about even music generationally and and almost being handed down and how it plays a big part in bringing family together and um, what it means. But then, of course, the movie itself is just great and a great story, but music plays a a big part of the theme throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And it has great music, music, which is interesting because um, I believe some, if not all, of the same people that wrote Frozen music wrote Coco. So I was extremely scared because Frozen music sucks. We're not big frozen. It's very people. pop radio and horrible. But Coco is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Coco pretty was good really music. Good, good job, yeah, guys. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then another mu- uh, movie, a little older, uh, mid 2000s, I believe. August Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars What's Your Face? <laughs> Carrie Russell. Russell. And a young Freddie Highmore mm-hmm. and his prime and a 
Robin Williams, actually. Yeah. And, and some the others. guy from Bennett Lake Beckham, who I am forgetting right now. Or Mission Impossible 3. Or Mission Impossible 3. Uh, that guy. <laughs> the Irish guy. <laughs> uh, it's a fantastic film about music. The uh, Music is almost like a character in the film. It's mm-hmm. about a music prodig- prodigy and his quest not only to discover that he's a prodigy in music, um, but to discover his family, mm-hmm. long lost family. So That's very emotional and music extre- bringing family yeah, together. Yeah, an extremely wonderful music and um, great movie. Story. Yeah, and then the final film is Once. Oh, uh, it's by a Irish Irish director. Director. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I was like oh, somewhere over there. <laughs> uh, UK director. No Irish director, <laughs> and um. It's a great film about a one of those. You know, I don't like the genre singer songwriter. Like, what the heck is that? Everyone's a singer. Ugh. Anyways, singer songwriter. Why is that a genre? Anyways, for the sake of not explaining it, it's about like a guy, like a singer songwriter. <laughs> Basically, a guy in a guitar who sings good songs, um, and his journey to make an album and kind of find himself mm-hmm. in the, in in the process. And, um, you know, realize, and it has fantastic music. Yeah. The singer is Glenn Hasgard, ha- Hansgard. You probably um, know his name. Just Google it. Yeah. Uh, he stars in it, and he, I think he wrote, helped write all the music, and yeah. he sings music. Oh, my gosh. So and it's good. actual musicians, not actors. Mm-hmm. And it's a very indie-ish, so, indie feel yeah. film, which a lot of times means stupid things but in this sense it's awesome it all came together great yeah came together fantastically the music is really good and the story's really great and the acting's good and Mm -hmm. has ups and downs and left and right really creative moments that are memorable and just Mm -hmm. yeah really cool and i like his other film too begin again um once is still better but i liked begin again and i like sing street so all his movies are kind of music uh, themes yeah which which are really good i i really like sing street and then begin again like, I think he said once was sort of his love letter to Dublin, and then Begin Again is kind of a love letter to New York. Not hmm. not necessarily, like, his main point, Again but as he's good. telling the story, he wants to really show the cities that mm-hmm. they're based in and everything as well yeah, and yeah, give you a, cool. a sense of that life there. Yeah. So four movie recommendations. Yeah. Maybe even five. Dude, I tell you what. I tell you. But um, let us know if you want us to dive more into movie soundtracks, because we could. Yeah, we could. Um, if you made it to the end of this, then yeah. you must want more soundtrack. No, mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so how do we end this? So thank you so much for listening. You guys are truly awesome. Go listen to some good music and be moved today. Yes. Be inspired. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> and if you can name that quote, we'll give you a... Ten points that are non-redeemable for anything. For you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Song for you. If you're looking for, if you're looking for the hottest song in New York, I got a song, song for you. It is. It's that thing when <laughs> midgets. <laughs> That's all we'll say. End of quote. Okay, love you. Bye. Signing off. Signing off. Go listen to music. Goodbye.